A Poem of Cathris by Our Very Own Tree. My mothers lived in the mangrove trees of Cathris. They look no longer over the turquoise seas of Cathris. They wed in the winter, and all they said in their marriage vows was she's of Cathris. In the forests and oceans their laughter was heard. The laughter's no longer in the breeze of Cathris. When my mothers died, we made them earth. There's uh, no such thing as the bees of Cathris. They held monsters at bay with root and branch, but they were felled. Ending is the disease of Cathris. In mirrored Uduwasha, we have forests of paper. Their leaves don't care for the pleas of Cathris. My mothers are now tables and chairs, and you must know... Uduwasha will take all it can seize of Cathris. city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow, where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting and flame, where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes, where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework, and where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here the five key bearers reside, the five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five. Five only. There is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks, and that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate Tune, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama. Welcome to Desperate Tune, everyone, and welcome to the uh, first episode of the second season called The House of Endings, about a group of de- dispossessed immigrants from the city of Kethris in Iruvia. And uh, hopefully you've heard our session zero. We've introduced our characters already, but here are the players again, starting with Klo. Hello, I am Klo. And with us... Yes. With us is also Tree, who is not Australian. Hello, Tree. Uh, I am not Australian. I can say one word in Australian. You've heard it. Hi. Uh-huh. Uh, greetings. Hello. Yes. Um, this is a this is a deep cut uh, uh, community reference. Uh, the real ones will know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. With me is also Emma. I do uh, not Emma. know. I'm not a real one. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're a fragment of my imagination. I, I yes. was always a, a, afraid to tell you. Okay, 
tree has gone into solipsism again. Finally, Adi. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. Yeah. This, should this we say is... tree again? Yes. <laughs> Don't make this more confusing than it already is. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. Um, yeah, we are here to start off a story <laughs> about uh, the the House of Endings, or the uh, the people, family, village of the Ankatam. The people from Katam, a small village uh, outside of slash in Ketris, in the east of Iruvia. And yeah, let's just briefly say a couple of words about the characters, and then we'll get started on our story. So, uh, quick uh, quick summary, Clo, of Bidruhi. Okay. Bidruhi is a dualist. He used to be in a sword in a sword school called the Rising Moon, uh, where he trained under his otherwise estranged father, who recently got killed in the events of season one of Desperate Tune. And now he is picking up the pieces, as it were. Uh, he dreams of glory, uh, beautiful women, and exciting sword fights. Excellent. And uh, with Pedro, he is also his relative, Saida, played by Tree. Yeah, Saida and Katam is, uh, I think, technically related to everybody in the crew. But by technically, I mean distantly and sometimes in a fashion that does not involve blood, uh, but rather involves being, you know, from the same place. Um, Saida is a very, uh, I would say very old. She's somewhat old. She must be like 55 or 60. Um, uh, she's a, she uses she, they. Um, and is from uh, the same village, but has uh, traveled uh, in and throughout Aruvia uh, for much of their life before returning to Ketheris, and in fact did once probably live in Uduwasha many years ago. Um, Saida is a uh, also um, a sword fighter, a sash fighter. Uh, but I don't think uh, they would call themselves a duelist because um, Saida is not here to duel. Um, the name of the class that I have given Saida is Idolater because Saida is here to take names and make gods. Excellent summary. Take names and make gods indeed. And I'm all out of gods. Yes. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah it's a problem. It, it's true. <laughs> Uh huh. Our next protagonist is Bidruhi's half sister, called Moss on the Rung that breaks your ankle, Ankatam. Also known as Moss, uh, yeah. because the alternative would be exhausting. Um, she is indeed Bidruhi's half sister. She is the uh, child born out of wedlock of his mother. Um, is from the same village as the rest of them. But when Bidrohi was born, um, there were some shenanigans with the airline and she, uh, she, she left and started to travel through Kethris and did a bunch of like, was basically a person who did odd jobs in return for uh, room and board. Um, now, there's not a lot of odd jobs to do in Kethris anymore with, well, the whole situation. So now she is in Uduasha. Uh, the people here are familiar faces to her. The rest is unfamiliar. She feels a little bit lost, but that feeling is also not strange to her. Mm -hmm. 
I would do want to clarify uh, for the listener that when you say airline, you're talking about succession versus traveling by plane. Yes, that is. Oh, a good, I thought you were going to say. Is, <laughs> Sorry, go on. Clarification. That is a good and important clarification. The line of succession is the word I was looking for. Yeah, there was an H Not, in there. Yes. Yeah. Not where the hair recedes, right? Because no. I thought that's what I, I have thought. Another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. We had an with my, falling out over someone's receding hairline. <laughs> my my uh, father yes. loves saying "hair today, gone tomorrow." Um, mm. So you know, just, so, just FYI, I thought you might yeah. like to know that. Yes. Also, crucially, uh, it was not a falling out; it was a a necessity, to some degree. Yeah. And right. uh, Moss is now here in Udwasha as one of our most recent arrivals. I think we said. Probably. Yep. And uh, our last, the last member of our crew to be introduced is Shere Katam or, or Mushvik. Yes. Uh, Mushvik, uh, Shere Katam, yeah. So Mushvik also recently arrived in Uduwasha. He's from uh, a remote village in Tetris and um, where he. Uh, was under the tutelage of a sort of spiritual swordmaster uh, when the Ketrasi uprising um, really picked up. Uh, their the master went off to volunteer in the militia, and Mushvik and the other students uh, followed in his wake out of loyalty to their master. And there, they took part in you know all kinds of like sabotage missions and things like that, which is where Mushvik got the title, shared a couple of because presumably he was very fearsome. Um, uh, but the uprising was crushed and then scattered, and having nowhere else to go, he is washed up in Uluwasha, um, and he's sort of just trying to find his feet in uh, Bundervest. You should let the listeners know what Sherekatam means. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Sherekatam means, I, I suppose it would mean something like uh, the Tiger of the End. Or Tiger of Katam, which is also the name of the village where we're from. Oh, yes. Coincidentally. Yes. I mean, Katam, Katam does mean, coincidentally, at the end. Yeah. Um, just a coincidence. And, it's not like yeah. we can choose the name, right? Yes. No, we, yeah. it just came to us in a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, one of the ways that I might think about Shere Katam is not just Tiger of the End, but also Tiger of Ending. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I and there's a there's a little like texture there which I really like and I want to point it out for the listener. Yeah, <clears throat> lovely. All right, with that we are ready to start our story. I think we have our players and we have our scene, Uduasha, an ancient city in the heart of the Eruvian desert, built around a fallen star, in uh, a grey sky with no sun, illuminated by a giant mirror that reflects the light of the well of fire at the bottom of the city in a crater. And uh, yeah, I think our first scene is going to be kind of a flashback, actually, because this happens, well, maybe this happens three days before we get to the action or some such, Mm. where we see through the crowded streets of Bundervest a man move. And Bundervest is a crowded district indeed. It is an old district now full of hovels, flop houses, uh, houses crammed in where they can under the old fortifications. 
of this ancient dock district where the river pours into the city and then goes underground uh, further down via the farming district of Gilly Gilly Gully far below you. A man is walking along the river, dodging his way past crowds, past the dock workers, and this man is a handsome man of the people, Al-Kader Ankatam, a member of your little tribe, a man from your family, and a man with ambitions and goals. And it seems today that he is in high spirits as he walks through the streets, and uh, indeed he keeps patting his vest. And he makes his way towards, I suppose, either your boarding house or your lair. Where do you think he 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 is seeking for you? Where do you think he look, goes to find you? Your lair is not secret, but like, is that where you take guests? I think so. I mm-hmm. think it's, it better be. Yeah. Like, if it's not, then we're doing a bad job of letting people know that we have a lair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So. He makes his way towards the smithy that is your lair. Well, it was a smithy. Now it's just kind of a, a house that has... It has a secret vault. That's about all it has going for it, really. And space to store your <laughs> weapons. Yes. Um, so what was, what was once a smithy and a workshop, making useful things for the citizenry? Today, just kind of a rundown business in which you sort of squat. And we see Al-Kader make his way to the door. And then he sees that the door is open. And he leans and knocks on the doorframe, and uh, he says, Brothers! Anyone here? Hello? Yeah, uh, I can answer the doors, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Hi, Cher, go get the door! Uh, yeah, 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 I'm, getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, and uh, Cher has got a sort of tired eyes. I think he perpetually has tired eyes and bedhead, and he saunders up to the door, and... Um, just opens it and he just goes, hmm? Ah, uh, yes, Alcadar smiles when he sees you, beams wide, and uh, he says, Ah, you look tired, brother. If you're alone, take care of your thinking. And he pats you on the back. Come, come, I, I have to speak with you. Somewhere in private, very private. This is important. Just me? Who is it? Well, well. You see, brother, you are the one person I can trust, owing to that I saw you first. Uh, sure turns back around, like, it's, and, so, I'm, I'm new to town, I don't, like, okay, how well known is Al-Qadr al Yeah, he's a contact of your crew, and he trusts your crew, right. and he trusts Moonlit, primarily. Okay. But right, I don't right. know if he knows, maybe he doesn't know you very well, maybe he's just being flattering, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I think you... Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you, you finish then, Elsie. Okay, so like, oh, you know, maybe it's like early morning, like, you know, I'm tired, I'm like, and he goes, suddenly goes, oh, yeah, right, yes, uh, it's, it's, uh, Al-Qadr, uncle. Um, oh, it's Qadr. Ah, tell him to come in. Uh, yeah, you should come in. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, I have good news, I have such good news, and I can hardly wait to tell you, but... We must wait. We must wait. You know, you can hide the truth, but you cannot run away from it. And he glances around. Who else is here? Well, I think we've established that Saeed is here. Yeah. <laughs> I am on my way. Uh-huh. Okay. In fact, I think I stride through the door uh, just now. And I say, yeah. 
sir that was very wise of you please uh you look where did you where where is this one from and i kind of like walk up to him and uh-huh. then i kind of like uh, touch his vest and yeah. I, and i say i i i love the damasking uh, is it is it is it is it ratul is it ratul ratul dorji yeah he gives you a wide smile and he says if you love it don't worry don't worry we are all going to be able to dress in fineries very soon very soon i just have one small favor to ask of you you my friends ah the son of moonlit ankatam such a dependable woman and where is your sister he says looking around i presume that he kind of knows who all of you are and i think it's also clear that he is flattering you but he's also a little bit desperate for friends at the moment which is why he's so overly friendly with everyone yeah yeah i feel like saida is the kind of person who knows this and is annoyed by it yes um mm-hmm. but he's doing his I best think... to be as friendly as he can so that's why he's asking for your sister you see just you know is she well yeah uh-huh. you know he sure is dependable she says leaning against the corner <laughs> just ah. appearing just was there <laughs> yeah. all along yeah <laughs> Perfect. He is uh, unfazed. He looks away. And says, oh, sister, sister, so good to see you are well. We are all family, yes? All family. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> it it so happens that I have that I have the future for our people here in my pocket. But I can't hold on to it. I I can't hold on to it myself. Don't don't get me wrong. Nobody's perfect. I need your help. But once I have your help, friends beautiful things are going to happen okay beautiful things for our people and he does his best to put on his you know stentorian voice look very impressive and do, Sir, do any of you believe vest, you are as close to perfect as we can get i think okay. this is about the time that uh my yeah. character saida will like finally stride out because mm-hmm. you know these people have not brought him in to see them so i guess i'll have to come out and i'm like probably barking orders at uh bold murad uh to be like uh go bring some chai or something just like what is this you don't you're not even serving your guests or anything and then she will come out and she will say um ah so what is this about what is going on ah well i have here a piece of paper that is going to be the future of our people and i need to keep it with someone trustworthy and someone who i know is family and someone who is good friends with me and would never betray one of the ankatam and also not to put to find a point on it someone who has a a uh, vault he says kind of sheepishly <laughs> <laughs> yeah great that's uh, that's quite dramatic dramatic oh no 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 this is this is all just just business you see uh, may i see the vault i mean it's fine by me you should ex- around questioning me uh-huh. sir okay. we should take the paper yeah. and we should keep it in the vest and we should keep the vest in the vault yeah. um that might work uh, yes i i think um we should have a step in i, just, I just want this vest man yeah <laughs> yeah uh we should have said like uh yeah uncle uh, i don't think you need to see the vault but we might need to see the paper to put it in Of course, mm, of finally course. one of them has a good idea. Ah, I I must stress this is only because we are 
family and because I'm a very good friend of your mother's, he says, to, as if to remind Vidrahi and Moss of this fact, which may or may not be true. It's up to you. But she is clearly the best friend he has at the moment. And she already said no, I think is the... Yeah, yeah, I think... I or think, or yeah. maybe had no place safe enough to store it, right? But he takes out from his vest a piece of paper which is still, still sealed. And uh, there are two things you can make out about this piece of paper. The first is it's it's very, very fine. It is, you know, some sort of personal letterhead. There's like some gold leaf to it, but it's folded up. And there is a seal on it. And the seal is Kethrisy. I don't think any of you recognize it immediately. But this is not like an Uduashan paper. This is not made out by the bureaucracy here. It's handwritten mm. and very, very fancy. Well, that sure is a letter. Yes, yes. Now, I, I have a, a contact with, uh, with a countryman, uh, a person from the old country who is going to save us all. And that person is going to need this letter. But unfortunately, I need it, it safe kept for a, a few days, no more than two. I, I will be back the latest the day after tomorrow. And I will bring my friend. And it will all become clear to you. All become clear. And we, we are going to be, finally, have, have what we deserve again. And, and, and there is a long dramatic would... pause. Yeah. I'm going to fill says, the dramatic pause. I have no problem. Go oh, sorry, go on. Go yeah, yeah. yeah, no, go on. If you're interrupting, if you're interrupting. Oh. I think I'm just going to fix him with a steely glare and say... Um, and who are we safeguarding the paper from? Oh, um, well, you know about Uduasha, my friend. Vultures. Vultures everywhere. I can't... Vultures everywhere is... I'm, but I'm sure you know more than that. Mm, I mean, they have been going through the trash, but I don't think vultures are attracted to papers. Ah, my friend, he says, and he looks at Mushfik, and it is clear that he has, he has made his... Uh, He's, he's done his homework, right? He's asked around before he mm. went to you, and he says, this particular vulture is named Omid. Oh. I think in instantly Mushfik's uh, eyes just narrow into slits, and he just goes, Omid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna look at, I'm gonna look at Mushfik and say, somebody you know? Hrumpf, mm. uh, says Mushfik. <laughs> it's Mushfik. No. It, it's it's Omid from Haramf. <laughs> Omid, everyone should know about. Everyone should know about Omid. He's been like, I mean, where hasn't he been? Like, this man has done every. every he's committed every sin under the sun. Everyone. Yes. Has he? Is is he responsible for? Uh, and then she looks around and says. Uh, the state of this lair, as you insist on calling it, is, is, that, is that his fault? Mm, Auntie, if he had a say in it, he would definitely do, like, he would definitely have it this way. I swear, this man has a checklist and he, he t t takes them off one by one. Mm. No good come, will come off this man. Mm. Uh, no. don't say no more. Mm. Look, <laughs> if anyone's responsible for the state of this lair, it's, it's, uh, it's Bald Murad. Just look at this. And there's a small commotion as Bald Murad comes in with the tea that he was asked to bring in. 
What does Bog Murad look like? He has... Is he like a big uh, guy? Uh, yeah, I think he's big. A uh, little bit ungainly. Uh, I think he's one of those people that's like... He's graceful enough when he knows what he has to do. But mm-hmm. like as soon as you disrupt his flow, he kind of just goes all over the place and it's a bit of a klutz. So yeah. and he's got like a big beard. So what I have done is as he has mm-hmm. approached with the T, is I have strategically, uh, and in a way that he, Paul Murad is not aware that I did this, I have tripped him up very slightly such that he has splattered T all over the vest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, see what, bo- see what Paul Murad has done. Uh, on, on, uh, uh, sir. Just, I know an amazing recruiter. It will be just, and I'm like already taking the vest off, right? Yeah, he, he, I think he's he's visibly nervous at this point, despite his bravado. So he says, "Yes, yes, yes. Just, just take the vest. Just, just take the vest, my boy." Bald Murad, you cannot be spilling tea when there's important documents and so on around. Like, just because neither no. of us can read it doesn't mean that the writing doesn't matter. Oh, oh, definitely, D- definitely not. Do not. <laughs> Just keep that letter safe. Just keep that letter very, very safe. And I will be back tomorrow, or at the latest, the day after tomorrow. And it will all work out. Friends? Brothers, well, I know sisters. exactly what we're going to do. Uh-huh. He kind of types up. Mm. Yeah. And walks over to him. And kind of, like, holds out a hand as if to, like, ask for the letter. Yeah. Yeah, I think, since he's still holding it, I guess he hands it over to you. With a slightly pained expression, but it, you know, I think you can read this man fairly well, and he's not, mm-hmm. he's not necessarily trying to screw you over, right? Yeah. He is, he is just kind of desperate for friends, and in some amount of danger. So right. Yeah. Then, and then she winks and says, "No, we cannot accept this. This is absolutely impossible, sir. You're going to have to find someone, at some other place to uh, to do business with. I'm sorry, we we cannot. Uh, uh-huh. Go ahead." Uh, and she kind of like makes a big show out of ushering him out the door while keeping the letter, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Sorry, yeah. guys. So, yeah, he will be pushed out. Uh, he will willingly go ahead with this. He understands perfectly well what you're doing. He's shown out, mm. and we see him, like, brush off his shirt without his vest outside, look back at the door, and uh, kind of sniff the air. And uh, then he smiles and uh, walks off. Just... Mm. Happily thinking wise words to himself. <laughs> Excellent. On, as as you do. He's yeah. drafting up new aphorisms. Um, meanwhile, yes. I'm uh-huh. holding up the slightly tea stained vest and tree as a resident fabrics mm. man. Tell me, tell yes. me about the sick loot I've acquired. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think about uh, Kadir. Um, he's come from Kethris, right? So it's kind of like. Um, I feel like because he's come from the coast, he's probably wearing something that is uh, traditionally like something you can wear in order to like go sailing in, right? So it's like not very well fitted because the you need to be able to take it off if you you know fall into the ocean or something. Um, but it is uh, dyed sea green, and it has um, maybe the most interesting and impressive thing about it is that it has a very fine gold lining that has probably been like um, hand stitched onto the vest, right? Um, and it's the kind of detail that's like you only know that it's there when you're wearing it. It's not for other people, but you know it's cool. Um, it looks sick as shit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially on me. Mm-hmm. You probably especially wear it better. <laughs> yeah, I think Saida will just say, um, "Okay, so you got yourself a vest. I'm well done, my son. Can you can you please now join us in discussing whatever this letter is, Moss? Please, can you read it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, I think. Let me do, let me take a look. Are you opening it? Because it is sealed. So. Yeah, is no, anything... Saida's just like, no, you can open uh-huh. it. Like, there's no question. Uh-huh. Like, just do it. Yeah. Okay. Is it's... anything written on the outside? No, it is It is clearly folded up with the intent of being delivered somewhere official and being opened there. But yeah. somehow you have a feeling it, you know, it has probably not reached its official address, owing yeah. to the fact that someone has yeah. removed the envelope with the official address. So, but it's sealed, yeah? Yeah. Moss, if you're mm-hmm. uh, hesitating over opening this letter, then Mushwick absolutely will snatch the letter from you eagerly and then like just rip it open without a care. Excellent. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I and, was uh, considering ways to like open it without breaking the seal, uh, but there was not, not, not enough time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And look at it very eager, eagerly, you know. I, I'm yeah. gonna. Shere Kalam is less of a tiger and more of a cat, apparently, with his curiosity. Yes. Uh, and uh, the, so you open this. Thing. Oh no, he's a paper tiger. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, he scans it very quickly. What What's it written in? Yeah. Is, is it written in Hadrathi? It's written in Hadrathi, and it's not a letter at all. It is. A passport. In fact, it's more than a passport. It is a piece of paper that states that the holder of this document is a Ketrisi gentleman, a landowner. It does not come with any land attached, but it is, uh, since the bureaucracy between the cities is not perfect, this is basically an officially sealed document from Ketris indicating that you are a person of education, culture, letters, and land. Okay, in that case, yeah. I'm going to squint at it, realize that I can't read Hadrathi, and then toss uh-huh. it to Saida. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It definitely is very uh. official looking. And yes, it is basically a yeah. passport. Yeah. So I'm going to peer at it uh, and, you know, like, look, uh, like, kind of, re- like, read it very closely. Is there any benefit to rolling study here to see if we yeah. can figure out, like, very who? Yeah. There okay. is. There is a fortune roll here, and. Uh, yeah, you can okay. absolutely roll to figure something out about this. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna push myself because mm-hmm. why not? Um, mm-hmm. And I think the reason this is stressful, by the way, is that like these are literally the people who tied up with the Uduashan money, right, to mm-hmm. sell off yep. all the land, right? Yep. Um, which and I think like she, as she's reading it, like it's it, it, it's she's getting more and more incensed, right? Read it out. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I like. I think like it'll start as a mutter, and then like mm-hmm. by the end, like they will just be yelling. And I, uh, you know, I don't know what it says, right? Like, uh-huh. uh, and this this person is of impeccable reputation. What does this mean? Like, uh-huh. kind of yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just things like that: impeccable re- reputation, pedigree, etc. And you roll a six. Okay. Yeah, no, but I didn't add my bonus, so I could uh-huh. crit. Ah, I did not. Let's see. But I could have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you roll a six to study this piece of paper, and yes. I think you learn two important things. Since you roll the six, you can also have a question after this. But the first mm-hmm. 
important things you learn is that one, this is meant to be stamped by Uduashan authorities that they have received mm. and recognized it. It is not yet stamped. Okay. And mm. two, the purpose of this document is a transfer of a title from Kethris to Uduasha. Whoever has this document well stamped and all is basically recognized as not quite a foreign dignitary, but it's one of those like we recognize your form of nobility among our form mm. of important people. Excellent. Very good. Uh, yeah, so as I get I, as I get to the part where it says, uh, you know, we recognize with all attendant rankings mm. and privileges, you know, um, yep. among the among the houses of, you know, whatever, Catharis. And I'm just yep. like yelling this and I have to like, like physically restrain myself from crumpling this up into a tiny ball. Mm -hmm. um, and I look at the other three and I say, um, Tell me, children, why are we helping a man who seeks to hide the proof of the theft of our land? Mm. I, are we just uh, looking down at our toes and, you know, I'm not looking down at my toes. I'm just I'm looking at myself in the mirror and say a man of of impeccable breeding and who is uh, able to pass as a foreign dignitary, and I mean, I turn around everyone and say, I could pass as such. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, having this document without actually being a Catherine yeah. gentleman is uh, very, very high degrees of identity theft and forgery. <laughs> this is yes, one hundred. This is a very dangerous document to have if you are not meant to have it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, we can just fake it till we make it. Yeah, indeed. I'm going to look at Moss, and I'm going to say, um, now here is a lesson that you must learn about being an elder sibling. I understand that you haven't had much of an opportunity, so pay attention. And I'm going to look at Bidrohi, and I'm going to say, you moron, you don't know anything about being a gentleman. What the hell are you doing? Take that vest off now before I beat you with it. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I know many things about being a gentleman. Auntie, go easy on him. He's a, he's learning. He's a young boy. Such as... Listen. Uh, with, oh, with... yes, please. <laughs> yeah, demonstrate. Yes. So with a vest like this, uh, and then he takes off his flower crown. <laughs> yeah. It is more mm. appropriate for the flowers to be arranged as such. And then he sticks it onto his lapel. The, the entire crown, right? Like as a big ring? Yes. Yeah, Moss was going to gesture at him like, see, he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think I need so, to berate him of any sort. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. Listen, we and have a say, document. Sorry, uh, hmm. you, you, you can finish. Oh, no, no. So I'm just going to say, um, I'm going to sigh and I will say, uh, in Ketris, we don't have flowers like those. And a vest like that, would not be appropriate for wearing flowers at all. How are you going to be a Ketrisi gentleman if you don't know what a Ketrisi gentleman even... I'm scum myself. And I'm gonna like grab... I'm empty, gonna grab uh, some tea. Listen, listen. It's first of all, and then I kind of throw you one of the flowers. Mm. It is made of paper. Second of all, the people that these that this document will be that the people who will be looking at this document, they don't even know where Ketris is. Mm. 
I am just um, saying that there might be opportunity here for us to use this document should it come to it. But I do not really understand yet uh, what such a use for it might be. But on the other hand, if uh, Mr. Mr. Al-Qadir wants to use it to further the Ketrisi cause or whatever he's going to say, which by which he really means his own cause, I mean, why not? Perhaps it will help us a little bit. What do you think uh, Omid wants with it? She asks uh, Mushik. Ooh, okay, out of character, good question. What, because this is... Because uh, Alcalder didn't really specify anything. Nope. He, he just dropped yes. the name Omid. Yes. Yeah. So also, yeah. I think now Mushik's gonna go. Um, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Who is this Umid? Um, look, uh, when when I was fighting back in Ketris, like everywhere we went, right, he was there. We we're trying to hit a supply line. Who's behind us? Hold with his uh, long rifles. It's Omid. We we're trying to sabotage a radiant farm. Omid's mercenaries are already there, guarding it, and. When he's not there to foiling our plans, he's there looting villages. He's there. Um, he's there burning crops. This man is the devil himself in human form. And now I don't know what he wants with this form, but all I know is he cannot be allowed to have it. Mm. A good Sounds answer. like there is a lot of sexual tension. I'm going to give Bidrohi the most puzzled look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Bidrohi knows all about sexual tension with rivals. That's the entire point of having a rival. Indeed. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Saida will just um, let out a sigh again, um, hand the letter to, uh, to whoever's there. Um, I guess the person who is closest to her is probably uh, Mushfiq. Um, and I think then they will say, uh, I have to speak to somebody about this. Don't follow me. And then, like, she will look at Moss and say, um, you have the key, right? Because they live together. Wait, what? Don't, the key for don't what? Moss, don't Moss and Saida live together? I thought we established that. I have a vague re recollection that we did, yes. Okay. So I think that there is one house key. Mm -hmm. And we have to share it constantly. Fair. So uh, she's basically saying, you have the key right in order to say, I expect to be home after you. So, you know, you're going to have to let me in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got the key. It's fine. Great. I think, I think they just say, I'm going on my own. Don't follow me unless you want to be eaten by some kind of ritual monster. Well, we wouldn't want that, eh? No, you wouldn't. It would be no. bad for your complexion. And then they just walk out the door. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, as you, and as you walk out the door, I turn to Moss and say, so you are going to follow her, right? She throws you the key. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it leaves. <laughs> nice. And uh, meanwhile, I turn to Mushfik and say, Okay, 
this uh, Omid fellow, if he is such a bastard as you are saying, then we can find out things about him in this city, yes? Did you even know he was here? He is. Well, of course he is. He is everywhere I go. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is implied, I suppose, if he is chasing after this thing. And I shake the letter around. Yeah. Yes, it, it, clearly it is, he is obsessed with you and he desires you very much. Yes, we, shall, we should arrange a meeting between the two of you so that you can work out your feelings. Oh, hmm. I don't know if I can even think, dare to look at this van. And I think it's like really difficult uh, <laughs> when you look at Bidroy to be like when he's actually, like, does he actually not get it or is he like on several layers of irony? Yeah, I think I've been chosen to interpret this as several layers of irony, and just went. No, I can't even bear to look at this man. Like, um, but if he is here, we should. Yeah, we can. We should find him. So the letter, who has it? Yeah, well, I yeah, assume you just, we you just took it around. I assume you yeah. put it in the vault, but maybe you didn't. Yeah, I mean, we could put it in the vault, but then we are all leaving, and we're uh -huh. going to be leaving it with what? Bald Murad, uh -huh. yeah. and pilot. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's much locks, safer. But, it's uh -huh. much safer if I keep it in this sick ass vest I have. Okay, I sure. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, so you're Action, action point on Saida's list number one. This vest needs to be just uh -huh. removed. <laughs> okay. Mushik, can I so have you this have letter? That, that Alkader was in fact right and that the vest is the best yeah. place to keep the letter. Okay, yeah. sure. He, he thought it was a kind of shit place to keep the letter. That's why he came to you, but fair enough. No, the it doesn't have an envelope. And you said that... Why am I speaking like him out of character? Mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't have an envelope. And uh -huh. we established that it had a really fancy envelope. So technically, yeah. this vest pocket can be a, a fancy envelope. envelope. Yeah. Yes. Sure. It all uh -huh. makes sense on a metaphorical level. Uh, okay. Sure. Very poetic. Anyway, so I am asking Mushvik. Uh, Mushvik, can I have that letter, please? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, here. What, 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 this? Okay. What a goddamn idiot. I take it. Yeah. As mentioned, I, I, it is I'm more not... more a passport than a letter, but I imagine yeah, your, yeah, character, your character is the difference is yeah. academic. Yeah, uh, the document. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not building up Mushvik to be a particularly bright. <laughs> okay, uh, I think character. I think Emma, it's going to be you and me who are going to be the brains of this operation, and I got to tell you that my brains are only for uh, berating young children. And making gods, so you may need to take care of everything else. I mean, I, I was joking. I was kind of joking about it, but now I've realized that I am in fact role playing as kind of like, uh, uh, like a cat with which is holding a grudge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like. Perfect. Yeah. Are cats famous for holding grudges? Yes, my mother once yelled at my cat for something. I don't know. I think he knocked something over, and then he ignored her for a week. Damn! Oh my god! Like, that's really some advanced grudge holding. Also, a yeah. uh, completely different question: How many points of load is the document? Oh, that's a good question. I would assume um, none, because a, it's just a passport. A sword is a point of. <laughs> I am joking. <laughs> ah, I it's see. it's it's only one point of load if Zaida is holding it. Yeah, <laughs> if Zaida is holding it, yes, correct. Yeah. No, then it's like five points of load. 
it's uh, like the mental load you know she like she has to be yeah. in heavy just to be yeah yeah in its possession it's yeah. why um when when saida left the room uh they did not like take it with them um mm-hmm. otherwise you know they what? would have said they would have you know what? what you should have an ability you should change your ability to my items exist only in my head you have a thought cabinet oh no Oh, items no, I, no. I, items emerge from abstract thought. Uh-huh. We are not playing Disco Elysium. Uh-huh. This is the only way in which <laughs> mental load makes any sense. <laughs> you can just imagine, like, uh, if you're if Zaida is in heavy load, she's just like she doesn't. She's not walking around with a lot of like armor and uh-huh. weapons. It's just she's constantly sweating, uh, uh-huh. and therefore it's she's not like. Uh, uh-huh. Un- unnoticeable. What's the word? Discreet. Discreet. Yes. Excellent. So, where is Saida and Moss going? Well, Saida well, going and Moss following. Yeah. I mean, so we don't have to do this right now. I mean, it could also be a flashback, but Saida yeah. does know somebody who uh, is uh, very well versed in forms, mm-hmm. um, and it would only make sense uh, to find out from Mister Rohini uh, w- what such a form could do. Whether there is something I should be aware of, you know, this kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, sure. So you are essentially going to gather information from your contacts. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I. So how do you contact Mr. Rohini since you have a personal relationship? Is this in fact by like letter, by paper, or do you have some sort of actual place to go to well, to have this conversation? I do have a place to go to, in mm-hmm. fact. Uh, I will go to the chipped cup, which we know is the place for spies to hang out. Okay, um, excellent. And there is a code phrase to be said at the right time uh, yeah. to a certain person. And if you say that, a meeting is arranged, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to go to a random word generator. Give me one second. So uh, you are going just to the chipped so... cup, yeah, which yeah. is a tea house and also a place where the opera performers hang out. So it's kind of an eclectic place, right? It's like, yes. it's for espionage, but it's also like people are there in very fancy clothes. There's a lot of scandal going back and forth. There's, uh, yeah, people in much fancier clothes than Bidruhi's vest. And uh, I, a constant I do want to. scent of jasmine in the air. Yep. I do, I do want to flag something, which is... The chipped cup is also the location of my vice fair, Begum Prajapati. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is where I oh. come to hang out, meet <laughs> exciting people and so on. And where, of course, I would also go to find out about this Omit person. <laughs> okay, so you're going to the same place to gather information about different things. Yes. Excellent. Amazing. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the chipped cup. Let us briefly paint the scene that since it appears everyone is mm. there. Yeah. Except possibly yeah. for Mushfi. Uh, well, I think Mushfi has everyone. to come. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, just through inertia. I think everyone, yeah. I think everyone is uh, mm. is here. Yeah. So uh, starting with Mushfik then, since this is probably your first time here, yeah. Yeah. What uh, is the what to you stands out as the biggest sign of luxury and decadence about this tea house? So given Mushfik's. Uh, Vice, I think what he's going to look for rather than what stands out is yeah. the menu. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah. like, so, but the chip, chip cup, like, I, I don't think the menu is, like, very, like, like, there's not a lot of stuff in it, but, you know, it has, like, very kind of, what, like, what to, 
people who've grown up in Uzuwasha might just sound, kind of sound like, oh, it's just a, a whole lot of waffle, right? Like, you know, it's just making it sound fancier than it actually is. Yeah. But every word of, like, you know, like, every description of baked goods over there, like, you know, it's uh-huh. a very small exclusive menu, and he's just, like, you know, he's just enamored at... Uh, um, I mean, you like it so much so that he isn't even taking off offense to chai tea latte. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So you're distracted by the menu, which is probably, I imagine this is sort of place where like the food is very fancy, but very small, right? Because yeah. this is not a place where you go to eat to get full. So yeah. you should have the uh-huh. shoe pastry. It uh-huh. is not, in fact, made in a shoe. Uh-huh. And it is and not it spelled shoe either. Shoe. I am doing it. It is made with a yeah. shoe then. Yeah, uh, I do so, not understand it at all. It is some accuracy thing, but it's very good. Actually, French is Savarosi, so uh-huh. it must be Savarosi. Uh-huh. Well, Pedrohi does not know everything about local customs. Speaking yeah. of Pedrohi, no, that's fair. I think the question for you is: What's the latest fashion? Like, what's hmm. everyone in here wearing? Uh, vests. Okay, vests is the thing that is in fashion. Okay, yeah. fantastic. I mean, why else would I want a vest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. So, you know, yeah. Legends say that the entire district of Bundervest was named after just on Al Qadr's uh, clothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it's a yeah. wonder vest. Is yeah. the, the current description uh, yes, word yeah. of uh, the fashionable wonder vest. Yes. Wonder wonder. <laughs> okay, so there's vest slash wonder bras. Fantastic. X. <laughs> Just. Uh, Great. Yeah. So people are wearing like elegantly embroidered vests, probably styled after like some opera that's popular right now, right? Like the it was the costuming and people copy it. This is the sort of thing that tends to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have your goths as well who are just wearing black vests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, fantastic. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Saida, since you are the resident occultist, what about mm. the chipped cup? Uh, hints at the ghost field. Mm. Interesting. Well, I think because uh, the chipped cup is in one way like su- extremely cosmopolitan, right? But not yeah. in a touristy way. Mm-hmm. In a this is where a lot of trade craft happens kind of way. Yeah. I think that there are very that there are many different traditions of like um, protecting yourself from the ghost field like here, and they all kind of interact with each other in some way, right? So like for example, the Uduashans, it is so clear that they don't even bother, right? Yeah. They don't wear anything. Um, a lot of the Akarosi have like spirit charms, spirit bane charms, and demon yeah. bane charms. People are covered with the stuff. Um, I think that, uh, maybe there's a few Taikorosi here who have, um, hmm, what, what, what is something that, like, we have actually not seen at all that would be sufficiently, like, maybe the Taikorosi have, like, tattoos, right, that are arcane in some way, um, and you can kind of see when they speak to someone wearing a spirit bane charm, they're, like, just a bit uncomfortable like the temperature yeah. in the room is just a bit warmer than you would like right right um so there's cosmopolitan magics in here meeting and clashing yes. with each other yeah yes exactly and so when saida enters they can kind of like see all of this um and kind of go oh man yeah this is this, of, this, this is the kind that kind of place right yeah 
the last question is from Moss, which is both about the place and about Moss, because you are very, very good at blending into a crowd. And so I think the question for you is, how do you blend into a crowd at this place where everyone is like, you know, most people are wearing heavy makeup, they have really fancy clothes. How do you go about blending in? What does it look like when Moss just effortlessly disappears into this crowd? Do you change your appearance or do you just like hang out with the staff or how do you do it? I think in this particular case, uh, she like, she'll insert herself, herself into conversations um that happen like right next to uh, Zaida. Yeah. And she'll like do it with a sort of like sometimes it's just like a worldly person who's been lots of places and yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. on a camping trip. Sometimes she <laughs> pretends to be like she never says so but implies that she is like a, the the Victorian equivalent of a scruffy CEO. Um that sort of stuff. Ah uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you are a cool exotic foreigner, and that weirdly makes you fit in, fit right in with this crowd. Yes. So you blend in by being exotic. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Moss is here invisibly. I think she blends in. Sorry, I think she blends yeah. in by being a hipster. Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Excellent. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So Moss is here invisibly, just joining the other hipsters, and. Uh, Let's start with Saida, even though, like, you know, Said and Bidri, he will probably spot each other at some point. But you're yeah. dropping a code phrase to someone. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I um, generated four words, and they mm-hmm. are predator, attraction, quality, and corruption. Um, so I quality. think, uh-huh. yeah, I think that, that they're uh-huh. a great set of words. Uh-huh. So I think I will turn up, and there is, like, Somebody who uh, I've been told is like always going to be like, right? Like, this is the person I need to like make contact yeah. with. And it is someone wearing a mask of, um, I think it's uh, uh, the mask of like a traditional predator in Iruvia, in, in the desert in Iruvia, right? Like maybe like a Deathlands lizard or something, right? Yeah. Um, and like the, the mask is very distinctive. So I will go up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and sit down, um, and I will merely say, um, well, the quality of corruption the chipped public attracts has fallen in recent years, has it not? Mm-hmm. Um, and and like she's doing this in an accent in order to be like, oh, I must. I'm, yeah. This is how Spycraft works. Yeah, yeah. You're meant to put on an accent, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, of course. And I think the person in the lizard mask turns towards you and you see their eyes glitter under the mask. They smile and nod. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, predator attraction. Yeah, you, you've nailed all the keywords. So yeah. there's nothing yeah. for them to say. <laughs> I think they don't even say anything. There's a smile and a polite nod for you to mm. indicate for you to wait. And then this mm. person is going to get up. And mm. a different person wearing the same outfit is going to come back. This is how it works. You will have yes. to wait for some time. Yeah. But then a person looking similar, but not the same person. Like you can tell a little bit, like a little bit shorter, a little bit different build, but dressed exactly the same is going to come back. But this will take a little while. And I imagine Bidruhi's approach to gathering information is less patient. So what does Bidruhi do meanwhile as Saida sits in the secret corner? 
Hey, have you heard of this man called Omid? Yeah, yeah. Shouting it out. Fair enough. I think you're just rolling straight away. Let's see if this works. Yeah, me. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, deep in my cups with my friends. I have uh-huh. uh, Bushwick next to me. I don't know if he's drinking. I have obviously uh-huh. given him wine. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to my best friend Leo, a painter. And you okay. know, just like, what's the goss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Take a bonus for Leo the painter. And tell yes. me a little bit about Leo. Leo uh, is actually under the retainer of House on Ruckus. Mm-hmm. Uh, his keywords are lovelorn, uh, giddy, and loyal. Mm-hmm. He is the secret lover of someone in Unruckus. I have no idea. Uh, he ah. keeps this one un- under wraps, even to me. I don't know who it is. Uh-huh. Uh, but I know that he is someone's skipped man. Mm. Which is the only... I mean, his paintings are fine, but they are mm-hmm. not House Unruckus level fine, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but see. yeah, he's, he's quite handsome. I have cast mm-hmm. him as Dev Patil because I yep. found a picture of Dev Patil that looked appropriate. Excellent. Uh, yes. Uh, nice guy. Good friend. Uh huh. Um, okay, I'm rolling concert. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need an assist of some kind. I am always happy to get an assist. Okay, in that case, I will assist by. So you you just shouted out to the room. You know, has any has anyone heard of? Omid? Mind you, the reason I'm shouting is because it's we're it. There's music everywhere. It's loud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, okay. I, I will. Um, I'm gonna. Um, so this might cause. Uh, I might have to do like a flashback, or this might cost me some stress. But I like. Uh, I'm gonna fiddle around in his uh, like pockets and bring out like a very unflattering sketch of Omid and go. Looks like this, a real bastard, <laughs> right? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Spend the stress to assist. Pinry, you have two bonus dice to this. Excellent. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's still uh, a fortune roll. I don't think you're, anyone's going to like jump you in here. Like You're not being subtle, so there's no risk of being discovered, because you will be. Yeah, it's a five. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, no, uh, look, do not let the, the ugliness of this portrait uh, fool you. Uh, my friend, Shere Khatam here, he is in love with this man. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, Saida, you have definitely noticed Pidri at this point. This is and, the problem uh, is that mm-hmm. I need to really appear professional. So I cannot yep. stand up and mm-hmm. yell at these people. I need to be like that I'm yep. just here drinking my drink, being totally mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. So I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could respond, but I can't. Yeah. And I think the, the gather information here, Moss, you are monitoring this situation, so you'll also notice this. And I think a person from your like gang of hipsters and travelers breaks off here. It's gang of hipsters and travelers. Yes. Well, this is the gang you're blending in with. Just the, just the yep. phrasing. Yeah. It's a wonderful. It's, anyway. it's, it's, it's the content of a hostel uh, uh-huh. in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, one of these people uh, breaks off. And uh, heads towards uh, uh, heads towards Bidruhi, like apparently eager to share some gossip. It looks like someone who normally hangs out in the foreign quarter, probably. Um, and yeah, hmm. it's uh, it's a woman, uh, yeah, dressed much like you are, right? From the same stock of people who drift around, do odd jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
she will approach uh, Bidruhi and uh, glide up and, and say, Oh, I've heard of the man. In love with him. Hmm? Unlucky. Not a good man to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is Sherekhatam's type, you know? Uh, bad boys. Bad. Uh, yeah. Yes. Adit is not here. He has BRB, so I can mm-hmm. say whatever the hell I want about Sherekhatam while he's not here. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I think this woman kind of sadly shakes her head and she says, He and some of his gang came skulking into town under the cover of night. They, uh, they had some sort of deal. I, I know the type. I think. Mm Hmm. Okay. Uh, They had. Tell us. Yeah. (laughs) She tilts her head and she says they had something to sell on the black market. To be clear. Mm Hmm. And where are they now? Do you know? Foreign quarter still. I imagine. Foreign quarter. It's not much fun there. No. No, it's not. Not unless you have the right papers that tell you you can go everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And Bidrohi is like, you know, he has a moment where he kind of like says, ah, and I have excellent papers. And he shows the papers, but like he doesn't actually do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, can you... Uh, can, hmm. So out of character. Is this lady attractive? Uh, she has a certain rugged charm to her, I think. She's definitely not, you know, like, she's not one of the opera singers. She's not one of the elegant people. She's definitely not attractive in the, you know, perfect, perfect hair, perfect teeth, perfect clothes, right? Mm. But she has a certain sort of rugged charm to her, I think. She is, I think, one of the few people in Uduasha who has been to other cities. That's why she knows the foreign quarter, right? And mm. that's why she has the gossip from there. Mm. All right. Uh, not be the then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think Bidrohi does like honeypots and so on. Mm-hmm. So he's a straight shooter in that respect. Uh, and yep. in any cases, okay. Uh, it sounds like you don't like this man, this this Omid at all. Like I'm, and now, he, and I think like his like jocular voice is kind of like fading away, and he's like actually leaning forward and like kind of like not whispering as such, but like speaking quieter. You don't like this man, yes? He's not a professional. He says with the kind of pride that a professional. Has. Mm-hmm. Not a professional what? And I'm trying to gauge like what she's what she's yeah. what, what she is in fact as well. Yeah. Caravan guard, she says. Uh, I see. And then she returns to her cup. hmm And would it be something in your interest if this Omit person were lightly taken care of? I think she looks at you with a quizzical expression and says, taken care of? And I think you have to roll here. I think you're at, you at risk yeah. here. It is mm-hmm. a controlled position, yeah. but this woman is like, it, she's eager to share gossip, but it's not like she is necessarily his enemy. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you're at controlled limited okay. by default. Controlled limited. Yes, or even if you want, more than a little likely. So I'm happy to make it risky standard. Okay. Risky standard it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish Adit was here, but... Well, I, I can assist oh. you, actually. Oh, okay. If Adit can, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, am, I am acting. I am asking this lady uh, if they are interested in us taking care of the problem no, I heard, of women. I, I heard all that. I was, I was just thinking of what to... Uh, how, 
Oh my god. But yeah, I think um uh I will continue the path that I am going, which is to be very unsubtle and go, yeah, you know, take care of him. Take you know, show him a good time, you know, and then there's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Take, him, take him for a ride. Oh no, yeah. Khatam, Stop thinking with your dick. Okay, uh-huh. I know. Yes. I know you. No, we will. We will kill him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. no. I think it's clear to this woman at this point that she's in way over her head, but you can still succeed in getting some information out of her. And uh, hmm, uh, I'm wondering if there's an interesting devil's bargain here because I think. It can easily be framed as it. Yeah, I think the straightforward Devil's Bargain is that this is a chipped cup of famous residents of spies. The Devil's Bargain here is simply like, if you're willing to be overheard by other people, because the consequences pertaining to her, you can have a bonus dice. Mm-hmm. But like, then people will know that you are basically in the assassination business. This is the reputation you're going to get in the chipped cup. Hmm. Oh. Out of character, I think this is great. Yeah? That's... I mean... That's a sexy reputation to have. It is a sexy reputation to have, but I also think it's very logical if you go like, do you want this man taken care of? People are just listening, are going to have it sound like you are you are being like, we're assassins, please give us a job. So. Okay, I think the last bit, <laughs> like, Khan, stop what? thinking with your dick, okay? We will we will kill this man, was loved. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. And, and, so, and again, Saida yeah. is just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're taking the bonus dice at the Devil's Bargain. Fair enough. Yes, yes. You now have a, a reputation as assassins, at least in the chipped cup. Or at least people who want to be assassins. Let's see how yeah. it actually ends mm-hmm. up going. Mm-hmm. It's a five. Right. Okay, excellent. Uh, let me just note this down. I'll put it in GM notes for now. Uh, yeah, okay. So you get your uh, your effect. And what information do you want out of her here? Exactly where he is, if she yeah. can. Basically, I'm trying to. Like, can she? I was imagining, Absolutely. like, you know, yeah, she could, like, point us exactly towards where he is and so on, like, and all that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think with standard effect, she can do just that. That's. Yes. I was just double checking, you know, that this is the sort of thing you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> she says, Yeah, I know where he is. He is in a. Uh, a small flop house not too far from the office of foreign taxation they have rented a place there for their for their work animals and their things it's a boarding house and a storage room and she gives you a description says like mm-hmm. you can't miss it and then she will say then she gets up and leaves i think she was a little bit drawn in by like you know you being attractive and flashy and she thought this was fun uh, but she will tell you about this, and then she's going to leave. And the consequence here is that she's going to tell Omid that apparently, you know, he has enemies. Not- Maybe not tell him directly, yeah. but she's going back to the foreign quarter and be like, yo, guys, there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I see her about to leave. Yeah. And I say, and then I think I'm like uh, chewing, chewing on the, I think I- I'm drinking something that actually has a straw, like a literal straw. Mm-hmm. And I chew yep. on the straw. And then I say, actually, if you see Omid, and I give her a sort of smile, I was like, yes, I know what you're going to do. If you see Omid, tell him that Mr. Al-Qadr's vest, I am wearing it. Okay. So basically, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to entice her into saying something that might get Omid to attack us instead. 
Okay, uh, I, yeah, okay. I guess this is a resistance roll, actually. You're trying to change the nature of the consequence, so... Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I'm hoping that he picks up on... Like, she probably has no idea what the fuck I'm saying, but he probably would understand mm -hmm. it. Uh, hmm. Insight? Yep. Unfortunately, I think, is the one that mm -hmm. makes the most sense. Yep, I think so. Yeah, so... I might accrue a ton of stress right now. Let's see what happens. No, it's too stressed. That's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she says... Uh... I'll let him know. And I think you see in her that it's not that she was planning to go back and meet with him personally, right? It's more, yo, people in the foreign quarter batten down. There's apparently some sort of gang fight happening. But now I think what you've done is you've given her the means to ward off this happening in the foreign quarter. And she understands that. So she's like, fair enough. If I say this, there won't be a fight anywhere near me where it's a problem. They're mm -hmm. good enough for me. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to have a fight in the foreign quarter. That place is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Here close the doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within are Sohem, called Klo. Adiat, called Soap. Samitri, called Tree. And Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our city of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter or support us on ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash desperateattune, where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha. On the next episode of Desperate Tune. And then I'm just gonna turn and look at where Vidrohi's like left. And then I'm gonna turn back and look at you and say, um, I'm not kidding about the elder sibling stuff. He really needs an influence like that, and it's not gonna be me because he thinks I'm an auntie. And would that be wrong? She says with a big grin, very <laughs> yeah, much like yeah. joking, to like, deflect the question yeah and I think like I will just say um, aunties don't do the kinds of things I do <laughs> <laughs>